welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 45. Hair was out of her eyes. It was his Laura, and it was not. Her repose, he realized, was what was unnatural. Laura was always such a restless sleeper. Audrey placed her sprig of summer violets on Laura's chest. Then she pursed her blackberry-colored lips, worked her mouth for a moment, and spat hard onto Laura's dead face. The spit caught Laura on the cheek and began to drip down toward her ear. Audrey was already walking toward the door. Shadow hurried after her. Audrey, he said. This time she recognized him. He wondered if she was taking tranquilizers. Her voice was distant and detached. Shadow, did you escape, or did they let you out? Let me out yesterday. I'm a free man, said Shadow. What the hell was that all about? She stopped in the dark corridor. The violets? They were always her favorite flower. When we were girls, we used to pick them together. Not the violets. Oh, that, she said. She wiped a speck of something invisible from the corner of her mouth. Well, I would have thought that was obvious. Not to me, Audrey. They didn't tell you? Her voice was calm, emotionless. Your wife died to put my husband's cock in her mouth, Shadow. She turned away, walked out into the parking lot, and Shadow watched her leave. He went back into the funeral home. Someone had already wiped away the spit. None of the people at the viewing were able to meet Shadow's eye. Those who came over and talked to him did so as little as they could, mumbled awkward commiserations, and fled. After lunch, Shadow ate at the Burger King, was the burial. Laura's cream-colored coffin was interred in the small non-denominational cemetery on the edge of town. Unfenced, a hilly woodland meadow filled with black granite and white marble headstones. He rode to the cemetery in the Wendell's hearse with Laura's mother. Mrs. McCabe seemed to feel that Laura's death was Shadow's fault. If. And that's our page. So my rat buddy, who was silent during the last couple of minutes of the previous episode, is back. Or maybe he's a mouse buddy. I don't know. Maybe he's a bat buddy and he's stuck under something. I don't know. After this episode, I may try to free him. End of the previous page, continue on to this one. Shadow has a difficult time seeing Laura's corpse as Laura. It's not surprising, or it's not shocking to me. If you've been to funerals, there's definitely... There's definitely something about the person that never looks quite right. And it's... it's I don't think you need necessarily associate a body with a person... It's their body, but it's not them, in the same way that their clothes are their clothes, but their clothes are not them, etc., etc. It was just very familiar, and I, I really liked this page, at least up until the part where Audrey spits on Laura's face. I don't know, I think it's funny that Shadow wonders if Audrey is inhibited. He thinks tranquilizers, I guess it could be alcohol or something similar, but it, it could just be grief. She lost her husband and her best friend in the same accident and then also discovered that they were having an affair at that same time. And that's a lot to take on at once. It's it's definitely a hard situation to balance your emotions. You're you're going to be upset that your spouse is dead, but and your best friend is dead for that matter. But you're also going to be mourning the relationship that you lost both because of the affair and because of the death. I also don't think it's entirely unlikely that she wouldn't be sedated some way with medication, either legally or otherwise, especially to try and deal with stuff like that. And we can't exactly congratulate Shadow on being 
really emotionally in touch with his feelings, especially at this point in the novel. A lot of the descriptions of his emotions since Lord's death have been small things, and it's appropriate to grieve privately, I think. And it certainly seems that Shadow is holding on to his emotions, which any dime store psychologist or podcaster slash whatever I am would tell you that it's not a healthy way to deal with your feelings either. So I guess maybe Shadow's not being judgmental. It just kind of seems like he is just a little bit. I also think it's curious that the uh, headstones at the bottom of the page are described as black granite and white marble. Wait, do I have that right? Yeah, black granite and white marble headstones. I wonder if it's going to be more... If this is, I wonder if this is a reference to Laura and Shadow's relationship. Shadow is darker-skinned. Laura, I don't know that she's described... Brown hair. Yeah, I don't I don't see her skin in my notes. Her skin color ever described. In the TV series, it's an interracial relationship. And so I wonder if it's a reference to that. It also could be a subtle reference to the black and white of life and death, which will be shattered very shortly, where there will be shades of gray more than anything. And though in my graveyard experience, most of the gravestones were some shade of gray. Also, white or black wasn't as typical, but I don't hang out in graveyards as much as I might when I was younger. In the graveyard, they're living in the dead, black and white. I don't know. Uh, I got nothing. I guess I'll continue on the page. The end of the page, Laura's mother blames Shadow for Laura's death. That's nice. Well, we can read a little more into that tomorrow as we turn the page. But we also learned that Laura's maiden name was McCabe. So Moon is presumably Shadow's actual last name. I know I've debated up to this point several times whether or not Shadow is his real name. And we can certainly discuss his true name, which are different things at a later date. But uh, McCabe is a Scottish name possibly Irish, uh, standing in for son of Cabba. Who exactly Cabba is, is unclear. Laura's nationality isn't crucial to the storytelling in the book, but it does come up more significantly in the first season of the TV series. It's something that I haven't really given a whole lot of thought to previously on, on earlier readings, because Laura is pretty secondary to the story at least through most of it. She becomes important later on, and she's obviously important to Shadow's development and growth, which is an essay for a whole other day. The other thing also that I wanted to mention is, have you ever driven or ridden in a car with someone that doesn't like you or that you don't like? It's uncomfortable, and and just the thought of Shadow having to go to the cemetery with his wife's body, and his wife's mother, who blames him. Oof, heebie-jeebies. You can get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>